approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, what is going on everybody? Welcome back into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am back, your host, Coach Steve, guys. I am back from sunny, well, not really sunny Florida, but back from Florida for my vacation. I'm uh, happy to be back here. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Obviously, we're in the playoffs. John um, held it down on Monday for us, talking waivers. Uh, now me and Coach Jibs are back again, talking starts and sits for Week 15. Playoffs are here. It's fun times. Hopefully, either you're on a bye or you're playing this week to advance. Let's get you to the next round. And, of course, Coach Jibs is here. What's going on, brother? Ain't much, man. You brought a bunch of bad luck with you on Monday, man. Everyone was dropping like flies. Couldn't help to think about you, but uh, we're moving ahead. Like you said, first week of the fantasy playoffs. You got a beautiful game today on Thursday Night Football. Once again, it's Austin Eckler versus the Raiders, basically, and the defenses, of course. But of course. what can you do when you're just dealing with backup quarterbacks? That's true. Obviously, if you guys are playing tonight's games, there's not a lot of players you'd want to play. Obviously, backup quarterbacks, no Josh Jacobs, no Keenan Allen. Uh, you know, I think the uh, Devontae Adams is ill, so I don't know if his game gets messed up tonight. It, it sucks a lot there, but we're going to help you guys pick uh, the best fantasy players possible to start for your lineups this week. Obviously, you know how we guys do it. We go through the news, and then we get into the starts and sits or the uh, each game and we'll go through that and we'll be out of here in no time tonight guys so uh, if you have any questions please feel free to throw them in the chat so alright uh, news wise uh, obviously I haven't heard anything else but uh, players not practicing on Thursday Nico Collins, CJ Stroud it could be a very ugly day for the Houston offense uh, this week in here against the Titans and it's a juicy matchup too which makes it even more upsetting uh, Alexander Madison and Jonathan Taylor two running backs are already out uh, for Saturday's games here, so we won't have them. Uh, I think Chris Godwin missed practice again today as well. So did Christian Watson. Oh, and AJ Dillon has a broken finger and is likely is doubtful, potentially doubtful for this weekend's game as well. So we are losing more and more players uh, tonight, which sucks. And of course, Joe Flacco makes it on the 53-man roster. And if I missed anything else, I apologize. Uh, you know, people went on IR this week. A lot of suckiness there for fantasy. Uh, so fantasy starting to turn into which backup players can you figure out does the best this season? That's how fantasy is going for us this year. So uh, definitely hate to see that. But let's get into some of the starts and sits for week 15. So starting here at the top, this is Saturday, guys. So remember, we're playing set. There is Saturday football. There's three games on Saturday. So please set your lineup accordingly. Do not wait till Sunday. Set them on Saturday. Of course, we have the Minnesota Vikings and the Cincinnati Bengals starting us off here this weekend here. And Jibs, the question of the day for the Bengals, Vikings, is Jordan at Jordan Addison a state safe start? You're muted, my friend. For me, no. I'm pretty good on Jordan Addison. I'd rather like take a shot on someone else in my roster or maybe like even hit the waiver wire. Given this scenario with the quarterbacks, I know Nate Mullins is in line to start, but I'm 
not really too like um into that but um jj's coming back and jordan addison's recent production has just been so poor like he's maxed that on 10.9 ppr points over the last five weeks and it feels like it's just going down each and every week i know last week it was kind of it kind of sucked though with uh josh shops getting benched and they're switching quarterbacks but i just don't feel like playing him yeah no i understand that yeah uh, you know jordan addison really has not performed since uh kirk cousins has gone down basically it's been very minimal in between he didn't really work out with josh uh with josh dobbs uh nate mullins only targeted him once uh on plays so it's just a lot of weird things with, with Jordan Addison. It's just really hard to trust him in, in your fantasy lineups. Like the matchup is so good. Uh, and unless you have no one better than Jordan Addison, at least put in your flex play, you're going to have to start him. But he's really not a safe play. He's a risky play who has a good matchup this week. So I would look elsewhere if I could, but you may be forced to. Uh, some good starts in this game. Obviously, Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, pending if he plays. Jamar Chase and TJ Hawkinson, all probably pretty safe plays for the most part. You should be fairly comfortable starting them in lineups uh, for the rest. Uh, Tyler Boyd really don't want to start him. Chase Brown's a little tough because Minnesota has been really good against running backs this season. So I probably wouldn't really want to start Chase Brown. If you're even if you're struggling at running back, you have to be desperate to play him this week in matchups. Um, Jibs, you start T Higgins this week. That's a good question. I have him in a couple of leagues, but he's definitely not on the um <laughs> he's definitely not in the starting lineup. So that gives you my like um estimation of it. But it's not a bad matchup in particular. I just know the quarter the Vikings do hold quarterbacks pretty um sound and tight and I don't want to sound like a broken horse, but like it just seems like it's just the Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon show, and then obviously you could sprinkle in some Chase Brown. So I'm not trying to start Higgins as a low end option or just a floor play. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With T Higgins, you're, you're hoping for a shootout potential. I, I think that's the best way or a touchdown. I, I don't see T Higgins being a guy right now being five for 80 and, you know, getting you 13, 14 points in PPR leagues, you know, you're going to hope that he has a touchdown and I, I probably lean more towards sitting him unless I really do have a situation uh, so I, I would prefer not to start T Higgins. He's kind of like Jordan Addison. Like I just, I don't really want to start them, but their name values just does carry a lot here. Hey guys, currently at my college graduation. Well, congratulations. Uh, graduation college is a lot of fun. Uh, who do I start if, uh, who do I start if DJ Moore or OBJ or Josh Palmer? So who do you start between DJ Moore, OBJ, and Josh Palmer? Not Josh Palmer. <laughs> yeah, definitely um, not Palmer. I would just roll that out just for just for the time being. I would rather stay in the heat with DJ Moore. Obviously, I know he was out of practice yesterday, got upgraded a little bit today. So you want to keep an eye on that. But DJ Moore will be my prime pick, hmm. first and foremost. Maybe he's asking if that maybe based off your, your report oh, on him. I didn't oh, see that. I didn't OBJ see an issue then. So OBJ. yeah. If there's no DJ Moore, I'm starting OBJ over Joshua Palmer tonight. I think that's the best way to go about it. The matchup is fantastic on Sunday night. Despite his lower playing time, OBJ has been fantastic uh, over the last month and a half. So I I would rather trust that than trust Joshua Palmer with Easton Stick at quarterback right now. So, And the Raiders have a really tough secondary against fantasy wide receivers. 
Congrats and drink your yeah. fill tonight, brother. Yes, absolutely. Um, again, Jake Browning, Nate Mullins, uh, super flex quarterbacks. If you're looking for desperate situations, I think they're both decent QB twos. If you're looking for a play this week, uh, with Alexander Madison out, does chat Ty Chandler jump in starting lineups for you, Jibs? Or <laughs> he has to like matchups great. Matchup's great, and there's, like, so much uncertainty with running backs. It's, like, we had, like, three get injured last week. Like, I know he may not be the best starting option, but he's making my uh, RB2 slot in a couple leagues this week. Yeah, yeah. Ty Chandler definitely does have some RB consideration, especially at the RB2 flex option. I mean, as long as he sees the majority of the work, which I, I think he's going to, I don't really see anyone else in that backfield stopping him from doing that. He should be a, a decent, you know, low-end RB2 in fantasy for you this week. All right, over to the next game here. Pittsburgh Steelers in the Indianapolis Colts here. And the question of the game here, who's a better play, the Steelers' backfield or Zach Moss? Obviously, Steelers' backfield has been up and down. Zach Moss has been a disappointment since becoming a starter again, but there is no Jonathan Taylor once a week again, so... I wish I could collectively put the Pittsburgh running backs together as one person because that would be a smash spot. But I'm still going to stick with Zach Moss, even though he's been playing a little bit like lackluster as of lately. Um, the Steelers are reeling at linebacker and they just allowed James Conner to have 105 rushing yards, two touchdowns two weeks ago. And then you saw Zeke and Thursday Night Football last week just have a renaissance game, 68 yards rushing, 72 yards receiving. Um, Zach Moss could probably get within those thresholds, and he has been catching some passes as of lately. So I'll take him just because he's just not splitting the work. Yeah, no, uh, it's definitely like they both have – Good matchups this week here, so that, that's really hard on that on that note because the Colts have been a bottom four team again for fantasy running backs. But Zach Moss is obviously carrying the workload here, and man, th- this is this is a tough one. I, I would still I would lean towards Najee Harris, then Zach Moss, then Jalen Warren. I, I think uh, Najee he's ready to go. He doesn't seem to be on the injury report this week now. I, I would hope that they feed Najee Harris in a situation where they just don't have an opportunity to throw the ball that well. So. I'm going to lean there, Najee Harris, but I do want to start Najee and Zach Moss. I still want to start Zach Moss this week. The matchup is really solid for him. Um, the only two must starts in this game probably are Michael Pittman Jr. and Pat Fryermuth, just due to the matchups and, and their respective positions here. They're the only guys you can probably feel ultra confident in. I uh, sit Mitch Trubisky, sit Gardner Menchu, sit the Colts tight ends. It's just a whole four man committee. Sit Josh Downs. He just really hasn't been performing as of lately. There's just no value in starting him in a playoff game. Um, do we start Deontay Johnson or George Pickens? I know Don- Deontay Johnson didn't practice yesterday or today, um, but do you start any of these guys against the Colts? I'm still, I'm going to lean with Deontay Johnson. <laughs> like we said it last week, like Mitch Trubisky just kind of loves him. He ended up, I think he scored a touchdown if I'm mistaken. He did, yes. Uh, I know like the throws are kind of off target, but I'll still take Deontay Johnson over Pickens. Yeah, I, I would agree to that too. As long as as long as Deontay Johnson's on the field, I would then choose uh, Pickens. I mean, Deontay Johnson. Uh, if Deontay Johnson were to miss, uh, you know, Pickens becomes potential an option. But again, still not the most trustworthy pay. But he was playing better without Johnson on the field, so would maybe give him a consideration at that point. All right, over to the next game. This is a Sunday night game, although Saturday night game. Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions. Question of the game. Russell Wilson or Jared Goff this week? 
I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. I, I just know Denver's defense has been stingy versus quarterbacks. I could see Jared Goff having a modest game, um, being that he's at home and not on the road. But I do feel that the Broncos allow the most points to running backs. Denver, I mean, Detroit loves rushing the ball. They have two-headed monster with Monty and Jameer Gibbs. So I can kind of see Goff having like 200, 225 passing yards and one touchdown being thrown, which is not really good because he's not going to really hit that upside. You kind of want your quarterbacks to have two touchdown passes if you're going to have that low yards. So I, that's how I feel the game strip going about. But like I know Russ hasn't been spectacular either with his low passing volume, but I'd rather stick with Russ. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think I think Russ is the better option. The Lions have been terrible in the secondary as of late. And Goff, you know, he's had moments, but he continues to turn the ball over way too much. Uh, I, I want to trust Russell Wilson, especially since the, the the Lions' front seven is a little tougher for running back. So I, I would assume that they're going to throw the ball a little bit more here in this matchup. Like I could see 190 yards and two touchdowns. Getting 18, 19 fantasy points from Russ, is, I think, is a pretty safe floor uh, play from him this week. Uh, some other starts, you start Javante Williams, you start Gibbs and Montgomery, you start Cortland Sun, Amara St. Brown, and Sam Laporta, and you sit Jamison Williams. He's just not doing enough to consider him. Jerry Judy's loss, and even with Josh Reynolds' recent four, 40 yards in the touchdown, it's still not consistent production out of him either. I'm not starting him in a playoff game if I don't have to. All right. Next game, Sunday football now. Chicago Bears versus the Cleveland Browns. Do we start any Bears running backs this week? Uh, I'm not starting any Bears running backs. Uh, I know you just probably have to have the stones to start Deonta Foreman, given the fact that he had the most carries or the most work for the Bears last week. But the Bears offense has been, at least the running back rotation has been kind of weird the whole season. So, like, you don't know what they're thinking. They could change on the whim. I know we're kind of reeling at some running back injuries, but I wouldn't do it, guys. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, I really don't want to start any Bears if I don't have to. Like, maybe Deontay Foreman can get you seven points, but, like, I prefer to stay away from this whole backfield. I mean, the one thing is that the Bears do allow a lot of receiving work. I'm not the Bears, but the – oh, yeah, I guess the Bears. That doesn't make sense in this situation here. I'm thinking about the wrong team. Uh, but uh, I was thinking about the Bears because their receiving work, a guy like Jerome Ford has a fantastic matchup this week. That's why he is a must-start player. Uh, so is Justin Fields, Amari Cooper, David Njoku, and DJ Moore, all must-start players if they're playing this weekend. Uh, as I said, the, we kind of mentioned, all right, the Bears running backs don't want to start them at all. Elijah Moore, Kareem Hunt don't want to really trust them in lineups this week here. Joe Flacco in Superflex leagues, this potential there. Uh, obviously, he's coming off some pretty decent outings since becoming the starter. Cole Komet, Jibs, is he start-worthy? Uh, the, the Browns have been pretty spectacular against tight ends the whole year. I know they had a crazy game. Evan Ingram had a crazy game last week. And I just don't see the Bears having that same amount of like passing volume for Cole Komet just to have a crazy game like Ingram did. So like I would not start him. Okay. I like it. I like it. I think he's, I think he's that like that. He's that Logan Thomas. It's like, what borderline? Like, do you start the Cole Komet or this guy? I think. So we'll get into that maybe. The matchup's tough too. Exactly, exactly. Um, again, if Chris Godwin plays, is is he is he still off any starting radars? He's off my starting radar. Like I'm good off that short area. Like he hasn't practiced a whole week, and like he's more famine than feast, and especially in PPR. Like if you're not if you're playing half PPR, just forget about it. He's only reached ten PPR 
once over the last six games, and I believe the Packers are a pretty tough matchup for wide receiver. I think they allow the ninth fewest points in half PPR settings, so it's looking like a no for me, Doug. Yeah, and I don't really want anything to do with Chris Chicago. I know he came off his best game of the season here, but the Packers, Packers have been really good against wide receivers this season here. Definitely don't want to go down that route if I don't have to. Uh, some starts in this game, though. Obviously, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, Jaden Reed, jo- uh, Romeo Dobbs. If Christian Watson plays, he would be a start. Rashad White and Mike Evans. I'm sitting Kate Auden. I don't really want to play him. If A.J. Dillon is active, uh, he's an he's an okay play. I don't really want to play A.J. Dillon. Uh, and then, if obviously, if A.J. Dillon misses, I, I really don't want anything to do with this backfield. I would assume it's going to be a mix of Patrick Taylor, maybe Kenyon Drake, James Robinson. Uh, you really wouldn't know who to start in that situation. It would probably be, end up being Kenyon Drake if he gets called back up. But uh, you would want nothing to do with that uh, Packers backfield if that if that's the case. So, All right, on to the next slide here. The Houston Texans and Tennessee Titans. Uh, if we don't have C.J. Stroud or Nico Collins, is the whole offense for the Texans a sit? Sit them down, forget about them, man. Like, uh, it's going to be tough, like, like you may see, like, maybe Noah Brown have a good game, but I really don't want to deal with the volatility with Davis Mills at quarterback, and you kind of configure Schultz being back is a good sign, but the Titans don't, are allow the fewest points to tight end, so that kind of wipes that kind of play out, too. So it's looking pretty bad for the Texans. Oh, and the running backs, are you probably think they're good, too, but, like, you never know. As the Damian Pierce gets a touchdown, Singletary looks good one week. They're just going back and forth flip-flopping. Yeah, basically, and that, that's really how it is. The running backs, they're too touchdown dependent, and you don't really know who's going to get the touchdown. And Davis Mills, you don't want to start him. Nico Collins, if he plays without CJ uh, Stroud, it be, becomes like a flex play at best. Like, he may be the only one you'd consider starting if he plays. Noah Brown is 0 for 5, 0 for 8 in terms of targets in his last two games. Really hard to trust him in a playoff lineup. Uh, the tight end position has been solved the last two weeks with Jordan, uh, Brevin Jordan, and then obviously prior to that with Schultz, but it's not great. It's a tough matchup. Titans have a lot of touchdowns to tight ends this year. And then, yeah, I don't really want to touch the Texans offense if there's no CJ Stroud on the field. The only two starts in this game that I think are pretty should be pretty confident is DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry, the only two that are must-starts. Uh, you obviously sit Davis Mills, Damian Pierce. I don't really want to trust Damian Pierce. I know Tajay Spears is coming off an eight-catch game, but I'm not trusting that for, to be consistent in fantasy. And it definitely wouldn't be—I definitely wouldn't want to consider that as a trustworthy game to start him in a playoff game. And then um, Chigo Conqua is a, again; he's a DC. He's a pretty decent streaming tight end this week. If you're still streaming tight ends, uh, Jibs, would you give Will Levis a super flex play this week? Yeah, muted. I don't mind uh, Will Levis as a super flex option this week. You should definitely drop him in the Dagnon League. That'd be nice. Oh, uh, I, I feel bad because, like, um, I totally forgot I had Kyle Murray on the team. I was just, like, going through waivers, like, rapidly before I went to bed that night. <laughs> uh, I'm so upset. I, I, lost, I, lost, I lost Justin Ferber, and I'm probably going to lose C.J. Stroud this week. And I'm starting freaking Nate Mullins at quarterback with my number one seed. It's fucking great. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, Will Levis definitely has value at Superflex right now. Obviously, there, there's some good play for him for sure. 
Uh, so that 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 is that is pretty decent. Oh, sleeper just said that stat correction for Jared Goff. Hmm, interesting. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, Texans offense. You sit. You might be more willing to start the Titans. All right, Jets Dolphins here. Do we trust Tua in this game? I do not trust him. He had a abysmal performance on that Black Friday game two weeks ago. Now his offensive line's even more banged up due to significant injuries. I think the center, the right tackle, or you probably know better than mine. But at the end of the day, like that's going to affect the timing of him getting the ball out quickly, the thing that he does the best in the NFL, and the Dolphins' offense is predicated on that. So I think, too, is going to be in, a, in for a porous day. I'm not so much the receivers because we saw that they both had production when Tua had a bad game, but I don't trust Tua whatsoever this week. Yeah, he's coming off uh, two of the th- two of the last three games off, off poor games here. Uh, it definitely hasn't been pretty for for fantasy. Obviously, we know that. Uh, if no, no Tyree kill, things could get even worse for him. I mean, he does play normally play better at home, so there's that. But uh, you know, do you play Tua or Baker Mayfield this week? What's Baker's matchup? He's got the pat. He's on the road in in Green Bay. Oh yikes! <laughs> um, I think I'll ride with Baker. Okay, okay. Trevor Lawrence against the oh. Ravens. I like what I saw out of him last week. Yeah, I'll go with Lawrence as well. Okay, uh, Geno Smith or Tua. Geno versus the Eagles' poor defense. As if as if Geno plays. Obviously, if Geno plays, I'll ride with. Gino as well. Okay. All right. And Menchu or Tua? I think I'll just stick with Tua. Yeah. Uh, so Tua is like a, he honestly is like a high to mid range QB2 this week with upside, but there's obviously a, a lot of risk with his play this week. Again, you, if you don't have another option at quarterback, you start Tua and you hope for the best. If you can find yourself another comparable quarterback to play this week that has a decent matchup, you might want to lean that direction. Uh, so starts, you still start Waddle and Hill. I mean, they had great games against the, the Jets last week, last time, and Tua had a terrible game. So there's, it's possible. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Devon A-Chain, those will be starts. Devon A-Chain is kind of banged up right now, so keep that in mind for this weekend. Garrett Wilson, you just go back to him. He obviously played much better with Zach Wilson. Uh, Brees Hall had a big game with Zach Wilson. You just throw him right back out there as a start. Uh, again, Anyone that's not mentioned on my list here, you sit down like the uh, Alan Lazards, Randall Cobbs, Dalvin Cooks, uh, the Braxton Berrios, all those guys, you sit those. Uh, is Zach Wilson worthy of a super flex start this week? We saw Will Levis tear up the Dolphins secondary. Does Will Lev- Does Zach Wilson get a potential super flex player? Well, you got to do uh, it again. Does he have to do it again first? He has to do it again for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. It, it. it is tough to tart him after one great game. He needs and he'll to do be it on again. the road too, so he doesn't have that home crowd behind him. Yeah, that that is true. Yeah, I wouldn't want to start Zach Wilson if I didn't have to. And I think Tyler Conklin's a decent streaming tight end if you're still streaming tight ends this season. So four for forty, baby. Yep, that's exactly what he'll give you. All right, on to the Kansas City Chiefs, New England Patriots. Is Zeke Elliott a must start without Ramondre Stevenson? You're on mute, my friend. I skipped this one, but fire Zeke up, baby. Yes, I agree. Uh, I think he um, – I think the Patriots are smart enough to not, like, uh, 
rush out their offense and probably play clock control, which will be Zeke running the ball, Zeke catching the ball. So um, basically, the, he's like their best player besides like their tight ends are throwing out. I know DeMario Douglas should be back this week, but I think uh, you keep Zeke in the lineup high or pretty good RB2, mid-range RB2. Yeah, no, I, I, if this is no reminder, and I'm sure we'll find out soon enough, uh, you have to start Zeke Elliott this week. The Chiefs have been absolutely awful against running backs. They have allowed like a 70 yard rusher in like five straight games. Zeke Elliott's going to get work. And if it's not on the ground, he will receive passes in this offense here. And he saw a bunch last week. So he's a must start this week in fantasy. Um, the other starts, you start Mahomes, Kelsey, and Rishi Rice. I think those are all at this point really good starts for your fantasy team. You sit Bailey Zappi. All the other Chiefs wide receivers, all the Chief, all the all the Patriots wide receivers, Hunter Henry, yeah, he's not doing two touchdowns again this week here. Um, and then Casey's backfield. Uh, do you start Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or, or uh, Jeremy Kennan if there's no Pacheco again? That is a tough one. Because I, I I'm going to say no personally. I, I don't really want to start them if I don't have to. I feel like you'd probably be splitting hairs between the two, and then you know how the Chiefs' um, offense kind of operates in the red zone. You don't know who will be getting the ball whenever. It could be like a Kelsey touch pass, uh, end around with Tony. So, like, they're not guaranteed red zone work either. Yeah, so, that's true. yeah, I'm good off that. Yeah, and- I definitely don't want to. I respect it. All right, on to the next game here. New York Giants versus New Orleans Saints. Do we trust Dan Waller in his, if he comes back in this game here? Uh, another one that I skipped. I don't trust Dan Waller, no. All right, all right. Yeah, um, it would be tough. You'd have to be literally have like a like a really bad tight end situation to go out and start Darren Waller this week. Like you have to have like a uh, like you know, like if you know you lost Ty Higby, you have Kate Auden, you have uh, Tyler Conklin, and you need an upside play. Darren Waller could provide that this week here, but like if I have Bo Clement, David and Joku, uh, guys like that, I- I'm going to start them over Darren Waller this week because I just don't trust even in a good matchup his first game back uh, on the field completely. So uh, must starts here: Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave. Sit. Uh, you sit, my oh boy, Tommy DeVito. I love him, but I uh, just a tough matchup on the road. I, I don't want to trust that on the road. New York Giants wide receivers. I just don't know who to start. That's the biggest issue is that they've all seen work here and there. None of them are consistent. And it's just like, there's no way to really trust who to play. Uh, do you start um, Derek Carr at Superflex this week, Jibs? Oh, brother. <laughs> Yeah, I'll start him, but I'm not expecting anything good out of him. The guy is just basically like 200 passing yards, a turnover, a touchdown, and then he's probably out of the game this week. So <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah, he's like a 15-point fantasy day. He's a solid floor play, but don't expect a lot out of Derek Carr, even though he's home. I'm, I'm not really thrilled to start Carr if I don't have to. Uh, Taysom Hill, Jawan Johnson, it's a tough matchup for both of them. But if Hill plays, you have to play Taysom Hill. Obviously, he's just such an involvement on the offense. Jawan Johnson would be, I guess, a better play if there's no Hill. But again, not the again. I'd start Darren Waller over Jawan Johnson right now. That's how I feel about uh, Jawan Johnson. And Rashad Rashid is practicing, but he may not play again. But if he does play, uh, again, 
I probably wouldn't want to start him first game back off an injury. All right, over to the next game here. Oh, Patty's got a question in the chat here. Isaiah Likely or Don Kincaid this week? That's a good one. I like that one. What are you thinking here, Jibs? Mm. I'm going to roll with Likely. Yeah, I, I I also am going to roll with Isaiah Likely. Jags allow the fourth most fantasy points per game to tight ends. Uh, Don Kincaid, obviously this was my fear that when Dawson Knox came back that his production would fall, and it did, obviously. No, it was a tough matchup. He has another tough matchup against the Cowboys this week here. It gets a little risky, even though that this could be a potential shootout. But uh, I do like Isaiah Likely. I know his touchdown was a little fraud last week, but I still like his potential this game. Uh, Jared Goff or Sam Howell? I'm going to stick with Sam with my previous comments about Jared Goff. I just don't see the touchdown upside for him this week. I agree with that. And I am also going to stick with Sam Howell. Rams Rams are like at bottom 10 against fantasy quarterbacks this year. I'm going to rock with Sam Howell. He might get 300 yards and two touchdowns, but he'll probably get two picks, but he'll get 300 passing yards. And I like that for fantasy. And then pick two, Aaron Jones, James Conner, Chuba Hubbard, or Zeke? It's going to be Conner and Zeke for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. If Aaron Jones suits up, I would rather play Aaron Jones, but if not, Zeke and James Conner this week for fantasy. That's for sure. All right. Over to the next uh, next grouping here. Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Question of the game. Do we start Drake London or Adam Thielen? I'm going to go with Adam Thielen, even though I don't really like to do that. This is the Falcons have been kind of brutal on the road this season, and I could see the Falcons be able to utilize their running backs more in this matchup to take dictating the game that way. I believe the Panthers are a top five matchup versus running backs, and either way, both receivers are going to be in a tough matchup. They're fourth and fifth, fewest points of wide receivers, but uh, that's how I see the game script going. So um, Thielen kind of popped up on the radar a little bit last week not that much but i'd rather roll with him especially given um london's road um woes this season yeah i i agree with you on that the the panthers passing offense is terrible on the road this year panthers have been really good or oh, the falcons i'm sorry the falcons offense has been terrible on the road carolina has been so much better in terms of a secondary i'd rather take the shot that adam thielen gets you another five for 60 over drake london's you know, one for nine again in fantasy, even though he had a great game last week. So uh, the only true start in this game is B. John Robinson. He's the only one you can truly rely on the start. I think uh, you sit Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young. I did have Kyle Pitts to sit, but I put him more as on the line. Jonathan Mingo said him. Uh, does Chuba Hubbard have any potential as a flex play this week? He can, given the amount of work that he's getting, but the Falcons are a stiff run defense on the other hand. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah, I mean, Hubbard is a decent play. He's seen 20-plus carries in back-to-back games now. It's clear they want to use him as their primary running back. And I I would probably start him over, like, the Bears' backfield. I'd give him some consideration this week. It's not upside, but it's a floor play of potentially eight or nine points that he'll give you. Uh, Tyler Algier could be a difference maker, but again, in a playoff game, I don't really want to start him right now, but he might have upside. The Panthers are terrible against running backs. Falcons are really good against run, really good at running the ball. So it does seem like a match made in heaven for him to have a good game, but it's really, it's very, uh, tough to trust. 
And then like I put, I said, I put Kyle Pitts as a sit, but I think he deserves to be a little bit more on the line uh, in terms of tight ends. But again, he is a risky play still in fantasy. All right, next game here: Washington Commanders, Los Angeles Rams. Question what a game. slide, huh? So what a slide. What a slide. I know. Uh, is Terry McLaurin a play? I'll be playing Terry McLaurin. Um, the Rams, I believe they give it like 17 fewest points of wide receivers. So it's a middle of the pack matchup. But the Rams have also allowed five wide receivers to get more than 10 half PPR points over the last two weeks. So given like that kind of um, statistical usage for wide receivers, I think Terry McLaurin will be a play, which um, as we've seen, like the Rams also have been in some high scoring games as of lately. So, or closer games. So I could see like Sam Howe be able to um, actually perform well and get him involved instead of Terry McLaurin, just saying that he's just getting cardio. I respect it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, after that comment, I'm hoping that they spent the bye week here <laughs> to give Terry McLaurin the ball a little bit more, you know, like that's, that is a must in this offense here for them to survive in fantasy. Again, I'm not overly high on him. I, I think he's a decent flex play, but I, you know, if you have a better matchup you like, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind sitting Terry McLaurin this week, but you know, the matchup is decent. Uh, and I'm hoping that they found ways to get him more involved. Uh, Jahan Dawson's kind of in the similar boat, you know, it's like, he's a little bit more risky, but there's potential for him to have a good game. I think Curtis Samuel is probably the safest play. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just been so good in the slot this year. And I mean, in the flex play, like I'm considering him and in most lineups, like I would, I would, you could make an argument that you could start Curtis Samuel over McLaren this week. You could make an argument. It's definitely safer in the recent months, like expectations. So, right. um, yeah. yeah, 10 points, easy money right there. That is true. Um, some obviously must starts in this game. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Puka Anuka, Carrion Williams, Sam Howell, Logan Thomas, and Brian Robinson. Demarcus Robinson's interesting. I mean, he's got a like a touchdown and oh, he's got over ten fantasy points in back-to-back weeks now. It's a fantastic matchup. Again, you'd probably have to be really desperate or in a deeper man league to consider him as a start. But I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up as a top thirty-six receiver this week. Uh, Antonio Gibson probably more of a sit. I don't really trust him completely. I don't trust him. Um, I don't know who's starting for the Rams. I know Davy Allen had a good game last week. And the commanders are, you know, a decent matchup for tight ends, but you have to be in a more deeper man league to consider him as a play this week. All right, next slide here. Arizona Cardinals versus San Francisco 49ers. And again, I guess this is a question we've already answered, but are we playing James Conner on a more broad broad basis, Jibs? Oof. Like it's I think you probably want to stick with them, but it's still gonna be a tough sell for yourself because since the bye week 49ers bye week they haven't allowed a running back to have more than 47 yards rushing and most of the running backs have been able to make up production receiving the ball but James Conner has the mass over 18 receiving yards this season so like <laughs> when you look at that it's kind of like just makes you want to throw up and hope that he can get 10 points in PPR but even given that like the 49ers have been blanking running backs <laughs> of course um actually i want to change my answer patty if you're still listening in the chat i want to play chupa hubbard over james connor because i don't really want to play james connor he's a very two down back and, and we saw last week where the last time they were on the field they played a, a good matchup and you know james connor had two touchdowns chupa hubbard is just seeing 25 carries in most games so i'd, I'd rather take that 
than play James Conner in his two-down role. He's not receiving work in the passing game. And this is a tough matchup. 49ers are really tough against fantasy running backs this year. So I would consider sitting James Conner this week if I could. Um, he starts in this matchup, Brock Purdy, CMC, Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle, Trey McBride, all start worthy. You all start them. I don't really have any real sits. Like I don't, I'm not going to go back to Greg Dolch. I'm not trying that experiment again. Uh, I'm not starting Michael Wilson or Rondell Moore. Uh, Kyler Murray, I guess, is a decent play. I kind of mentioned him already. Do you play Hollywood Brown this week? He's practicing. He's practicing. So, uh, I don't know. Really yeah. don't know. Uh, that's I think that's the best ex- explanation for what Hollywood 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 Brown's value is right now is that he has been just so not good in fantasy over the last month of the season is just like why why put him in a playoff matchup lineup sit him let him prove it on the field in a good matchup and let's see if he can actually bounce back uh, in a playoff game and a good matchup and a risky play an opponent a risky player they're better left off on the bench than than trusting them in a fantasy lineup. All right, next game here. Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills. Question of the game. Do we just throw Stefan Diggs out there? Do we just assume that he will bounce back? I'm a believer. I'm going to throw him out there. I, I, even though, like, he's just been dropping crucial pass after crucial pass. Um, and just given, like, the stakes of this game, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. High-scoring affair. So, like, I'm going to put Diggs out there. I'm not going to be hoping for, like, the safe – PPR stud that we've been spiritsing over the last like three or four years. I'm just hoping that he could reach uh, that 15 point plateau that we normally do see him. So um, I'm trusting Diggs, but like it's just, it's not with any uh, confidence whatsoever. Yeah, I think his ability, I think the ability of him being an elite wide receiver at this point in the season is, is, is definitely gone. You're not like, oh, Diggs will get me my points. You're like, well, I'm hoping that this turns into a shootout that Diggs will see enough usage to get something going. Uh, I think that's the best way to throw about that. But you have to start Stefan Diggs still, unless you have like, you know, three or four good wide receivers on your team that you could just say, you know what? I'm not going to take the risk as another bad game. Let's go with some other players. They have better matchups. Uh, I- I'm going to go down that route because we saw what Stefan Gilmore did this past weekend, you know, to force your egos, Jibs. So like mm-hmm. Stefan, uh, Stefan Diggs could see that same treatment this weekend here. So he definitely becomes a little bit more of a risky play. I don't think he is a automatic play, but looking at your matchups, see who has the better matchups than throwing Diggs out there. But I don't think I'm just throwing him out there, but I, he will likely be a must star play still somehow. Uh, start great starts, obviously. Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, CD Lamb, James Cook, um, Tony Pollard, Jake Ferguson, all good plays. You should start them in lineup, so we're good at that. Um, Gabe Davis, yeah, I'm not gonna go ahead and start him. He's got zero fantasy points in like two of the last three games. Yeah, I'm just gonna avoid that situation. Whether or not that this could be a game where he blows up, it's just way too risky to trust in, in lineup, especially in a playoff. You have to literally be like. Oh man, I'm, I got the number three seed in the playoffs, and I'm projected to lose by like 40 points. Then, then you throw Gabe Davis out there. That that's that's the way I'm I'm seeing Gabe Davis. Unless you're not getting blown out by your opponent, Gabe Davis should be a bench. Uh, Don Kincaid, he's fine, but he's not the upside guy without with Dawson Knox on the field. Um, and Jibs, do we start in Brandon Cooks? I'm good off starting Cooks. Like it seems that I know he's been. Get- 
touchdowns have been coming his way of lately, but he's just doing that on like four catches. So it's kind of like Gabe Davis in a way, but he actually has like a good quarterback that throws it to him consistently. I respect that. I respect that. I'm, I'm okay starting uh, Cooks. I think he's a decent flex play. Um, I, I don't have any issue with him with him in playoff matchups this week. So, all right, Sunday night football, Ravens, Jaguars. Is Calvin Ridley a must start? All right, not must start. Let's just change it. Is Calvin Ridley a play this week? I'll still play Ridley. I, I love the way the Jaguars utilized him, and um, he got the. I think he's a leading target guy. Um, Jacksonville wants to throw the ball, and then you also can see. I know the Ravens have been pretty good against wide receivers, but the two leading receivers in our last two opponents, Keenan Allen and Cooper Cup, were able to burn him for 221 yards on 22 receptions. So, I think if the Jaguars are smart, I think they could get really working, and he'll probably have the same kind of stat line. At least, yeah. No, I mean, I put Ridley as a sit. I, I, I mean, he. It might be more thing, more realistic to put him in the on the line. But I, I put him as a sit. I, I, I just don't like what I'm seeing out of him in Trevor Lawrence. You know, this last game here. All right, yeah, it was a tougher matchup. This is going to be a tough matchup. But even with 12 targets, he was only managed to catch five balls for like 40 yards. Like, like that just, that is just bad. There's a bad connection right now between those two. And I'd rather trust like a guy, more guy like Zay Jones right now on the field than than Calvin Ridley's deep threat ability in lineups here. They're gonna they're gonna find a way to stop Calvin Ridley, and they're gonna focus on using the ball to someone else. Like even I know I have Parker Washington as a sit, but he would be a better play than Calvin Ridley. I think at the end of the day this week, I'll say that out loud. Um, so some other must starts or some some other starts in this game. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, Isaiah Likely, Travis Etienne, and Evan Ingram. Those are all pretty solid plays you should be pretty fine with. I don't know why I don't have Odell on here. I must have forgot to put him on the list. <laughs> but Odell Beckham is a good flex play this week. You should be fine starting him in fantasy. Uh, I think Zay Jones follows the same uh, situation. I think he's a solid flex play in fantasy this week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I kind of mentioned Trevor Lawrence. Like, I think Jim said he'll start him still. He's a fine start still. He's okay, but definitely comes with some risk. Uh, what about the running backs, the Ravens, Jibs? Keontae Mitchell and um, Gus Edwards, are they in play this week at all? I'll flex Mitchell. Um, Edwards kind of souring on. So um, they're splitting work respectively. But like we said last week, Mitchell just gives you that edge in the receiving game. And Jaguars do left receiving yards to running backs. Yeah, I think if I had to pick between the two, it would definitely be Keontae Mitchell over uh, Gus Edwards right now. I trust the upside that Mitchell offers and over what Gus Edwards waiting for that touchdown. And then last but not least, your Philadelphia Eagles. I got switched to Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. And it is Dallas Scott. It's still a must-start tight end this week. Um, I wouldn't say that he's a must-start, but um, he's pretty good. I do like his matchup this week. The Seahawks have allowed a tight end to score a touchdown and 70 yards receiving over the last two weeks. So... I think he should be in a, a good spot to get production, but that probably means Devontae Smith's going to have a bad game though too. So um, that's, that's my true. little um, analysis on it. Yeah, no, I, I kind of think Dallas Goddard is now more situational than he is. Like, oh, you just start Dallas Goddard, you know? Uh, yeah, he had a decent game this past week. Seattle's been pretty good against tight ends this season. Uh I'm a little nervous to start him just the way this Eagles offense has been going lately. You know, I don't think he's a must start, but he's a low end tight end one. I think you play your matchups based on your other tight ends on your roster. 
Uh, so obviously must start. You go back to the, the most of the offense, the Eagles hurts Brown Smith. Uh, DeAndre Swift has a great matchup. You go with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett for sure. Uh, Noah Fant, you're sitting. I know it's a decent matchup, but I'm sitting him. JSN, uh, Jibs, are you playing JSN this week? Not if I don't have to. Like, he's pretty much good for, we'll say, five to seven targets. It's just like what the quality of the targets are. The matchup's good, but the receiving yards total isn't spectacular either. So, right. Yeah, no, I think with JSN, like you need to be in a situation where you're kind of like out of options and you're like, all right, let me just throw JSN in. It's a favorable matchup. Well, hopefully we'll see more 11 personnel with these three guys on the field. Uh, but I'd still want to start DK and lock it over them. So, uh, and then obviously we talked about Geno Smith and the quarterbacks there. You know, Geno Smith is a fine QB too. I think there's some upside in this play. If it's Drew Locke, uh, does it change the Seattle outlook? Oh, you're on mute, my friend. Just a tad. Like, I still expect DK to be, like, the top guy. Maybe Lockett just lower end on the um, wide receiver scale. But I probably wouldn't think he could support all three. Maybe one and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think Geno can support two pretty easily. Lock it. I think you're getting one and you're getting lucky if he gets a second one. Uh, that's the way I see it too. So I, I like that, but I don't want to start Drew Locke if uh, he has to start this week in Superflex leagues. And I didn't put, I don't know why I, I must have completely missed it, but the Seattle backfield, obviously we saw a, a mix of Zach Charbonnet and Ken Walker. I think you can continue to see them kind of split the work in this backfield here. Uh, uh, I, I'm still leaning towards uh, Ken Walker as the better star between him and Zach Charbonnet. Uh, the running game does not look good, but you know Ken Walker was able to see passing work in the offense. Yeah, you should expect that in this game here that they're going to throw the ball to both these backs. But I think Ken Walker uh, has shown the ability to take a big uh, play and make it uh, end up being a big play at the end of the day. So uh, Walker is still a start. Ken, uh, you know, Charbonnet is more of a risky flex. RB2 play if you're desperate. Uh, again, I'd rather start Chuba Hubbard over probably both these guys. That's how I feel about that this week. Um, but they're decent plays in fantasy for sure. All right. Well, uh, that is all 15 games for this weekend. Uh, wow. That's, fantasy is getting close to the end, and I am upset. Uh, Jeb, is there anything you want to mention before we get going tonight? Not really. Just good luck to everyone in their fantasy playoff matchups. Absolutely. Good luck, everybody. Yes, we really hope you guys are able to succeed and come back and talk with us next week here. If you have any fantasy questions, please feel free to, uh, you know, hit us up over on Twitter at coaches fantasy, hit us or hit our DMS up. Uh, if you have any questions throughout the weekend, you know, you need to make a start and sit decision. You're not sure. Hit us up. Uh, more than happy to help you out. Uh, again, anytime you guys have fantasy help questions, please feel free to join into the live streams here every Monday and Thursday, 5 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be going for another two weeks, and then we take a break in January for some 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 time, and then we'll be back talking for the 2024 season. It is around the corner before you know it, guys. So uh, we thank you guys all for listening again. We appreciate your guys' time joining in, jumping in, talking chats. Uh, so we appreciate that, guys. And we thank you all for listening once again, and take care, 
and have a good The bag is not far-fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mighty has entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. And listen up, Jack, I'ma head back. Back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. Go.